Hello, and welcome to the Spooky Dookie Podcast, the only horror podcast for you social outcasts. Hosted by us, I'm Derek. And I'm Mike. And we're finally at the conclusion of Fear Street. With the third part, Fear Street, 1666. Mike's going to say 1966 a lot, so just prepare for that. Okay, I did it once over text, man. You're doing this all the time we were talking before we record. I didn't say anything. (laughs) Really? Damn. Yeah. I thought it was just me because I was distracted watching Escape Room. But, yeah. Okay. 1666. I could do this. Yeah. Uh, movie starring same characters or same actors. Uh, totally not confusing. It doesn't take you out the movie. But whatever. Um, <clears throat> I don't even think we got to review it because, you know, I already called all of it at the end of the uh, second movie review. I was you fucking did. right. But anyway... Let's get into the movie. Let's get into with the spoilers. Um, so, movie starts off, you know, where the first one ends, uh, which we'll call Dina. She's inside of Sarah Fear's body, and it cuts back to 1666. And uh, basically, it tells the whole backstory of what happened to Sarah Fear and how uh, her father wanted her to marry a man by the name of Solomon Good, an ancestor of Nick Good. Uh, first of all, I, with him with long hair, low key slaps and he's sexy. And also, for the longest time, I didn't recognize him. Wait, that was Nick Good playing song? Yeah. Oh, see? Wow. <laughs> see, because you know, all the characters are playing, you know, in the the old universe now. Like, you know, but everyone's, you know, playing the same thing. Okay. Like, it's the same characters now in the 1966s. Like, everyone has an ancestor, so they're playing their ancestors. Right. Yeah, it's weird. You, you didn't, I, it doesn't look like him. It's him. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, who is Jason Momoa looking motherfucker? Um, so Sarah's, you know, she's a lesbian, just like, uh, Dina. So, you know, they relate with that. Um, Sarah is in love with a girl by the name of Hannah. She is the daughter of a pastor by the name of Pastor Miller. Um, and Hannah is Sam. Right. Yes. Yeah, Sam is, yeah, Hannah. I know it's confusing everybody. Like it's it sucks. Like saying explaining this without watching it. Actually no, even watching it kinda hurts your head a little bit at first. Yeah. Um but yeah. Uh whatever that happens. Uh some dude named Caleb I, there was a party, uh Caleb was all up on uh freaking Anna. And Sarah stopped her. I keep wanting to say Sam and Dina. It's so annoying. Sarah stopped uh Caleb from, you know essaying her. Yeah. And uh whatever. He had a boner. Everybody laughed. Ha ha ha. Funny joke. Um they run off, they start kissing and blah blah blah. Um I guess some crap starts happening with the town, like the food and water supplies destroyed destroyed. Um in the beginning of the movie, uh, starts off with Sarah and her brother with the pig, giving birth to a pig. The pig is breaching and they had to, I guess, cut the babies out. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but uh, at that party, by the way, they stumbled upon, uh, a black magic book. Oh, yeah. Gotta put that in there in the timeline. So yes, uh, they find a black magic book and then they start noticing all the weird things happening in, uh, the town and Dina starts to, Ask um, Solomon if she's responsible for it. So automatically, she blamed herself. I didn't get that. Why? Probably because she found a book and 
the what was it Mary was like the devil's in that book or some shit. Yeah, because she was reading off the names of the book. It was like Beelzebub and Azazel, and I forgot the last name. But there are all different names for the devil. Um, yeah. Anyways, fun book that happens. Uh, the pig that gave birth in the beginning of the movie ate his babies. Uh, just some crazy shit happens. Uh, then uh, they find out that uh, Pastor Miller Hannah's, Hannah's daddy he uh, killed several children. Um, that scene was cool and creepy. Solomon, I don't remember it. <laughs> Solomon slowly walking into the church as he's uh, preaching or saying something or doing a ritual, and no, you, you don't. They don't see the faces. It's just the back of the kids. Then eventually, he looks at one of the kids, and all the eyeballs are missing, mm. including uh, Dina's brother, who's now what is his name now? Is it um? I no, I forget. I don't know. <laughs> e- either way. He's oh, one Henry. Of the, Henry is one of the kids in there that uh, is uh, dead via eyeballs being ripped out. Yeah. Um, isn't her mother gone too, Sarah? And they live with their father, just like yeah. Dina. Just like Jesus yep. All right. Um, also, uh, it looked like uh, Hannah's mom doesn't approve, just like Sam's mother. Um, a lot of a lot of parallels. Uh-huh. Uh, anyways. Um, yeah, that happens. Kills all kids or whatever. Sarah's almost killed by Pastor Millard and some keep what is wrong with me with these things? Solomon uh kills freaking uh Pastor Miller. Um later in I was Tommy and Tom's all like, yo dog, it's, it's it gotta be witchcraft or whatnot. Um uh, Caleb, the one who Sarah calls out his boner, uh claims that Sarah are witches because he's seen them making out in the uh forest after the party or whatever. And like typical two thousand twenty one fashion. You're mad you get rejected, so you uh have to scapegoat the girl. It's like it's like the I didn't want you anyway, you're ugly. And this time it's like, nah, you're a witch, fuck you. Like because he's mad because he said like I forgot how he put it, but he put it in such a old timey majestic way of how he got a boner. Do you remember yeah. this, how he said I don't, it's, it was kind of like humorous, but <laughs> but obviously he's fucking lying and starting shit for the, the sake of it because he's salty. Right. Um. So, yeah, it sounds like calling uh, whatever, uh, calling wishes. So uh, Sarah and uh, Hannah, they take off running. Hannah gets captured. Sarah's like, all right, I'm going to go get the freaking book. She goes to get the book. The book is missing. Uh, cause she was gonna make a deal with the devil to save Hannah with the book, but you know, the book's gone. Uh, and, uh, what's her name, Mary? I feel like her name was Mary. The woman who told her that the devil was in the book, she was murdered. Anyways, um, uh, she goes to Solomon's help, Solomon's house for help, and, uh, she hides in the back room, and, uh, the man hunting Sarah comes in there or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And um, while she's hiding, she finds a tunnel inside of Solomon's house. Uh, the tunnel's the same tunnel. Um, uh, fuck. Uh, fuck. Give me a second. What, from the first one when they caught the names? No. Nah, well, yeah, but the second one, the two girls who was in there, Alice and, um, was it Cassidy? Casey? I don't Candace? Know. Candace, that sounds right. Candace and Alice. I mean, the first couple of ones you said. Oh, wait, Alice and, and Candace, right? Sure, let's go with that. <laughs> Alice yes, and Candace. That, are, that uh, was that was their that was their tunnel. They were stuck yeah, in. Yeah. 
because um, as she was running through it, I you know I was like, oh, she like falls down a little thing. I was like, oh, that's where uh, Alice broke her leg. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, um, she's running through the tunnels or whatever. Uh, um, then uh, what you would call it? Solomon goes down there. He reveals the book to her, and he was like, "Yeah, I made a deal with the devil. Would you like to join me?" And uh, what's her name? Sarah's like, "Nah, you crazy, bro. I don't want to be with you." And then she runs away from him. They start. Ch- she's chasing. He's chasing her. They get to fighting. He grabs a knife. Uh, it's a very sharp knife because he cuts her hand clean off with the goddamn knife. Um, and he was like, I'm going to pin it all on you because they don't believe me. They won't believe you, blah, blah, blah. And he takes her to the town. And uh, they're getting ready to hang uh, Sarah and Hannah. But Sarah was all like, instead of Sarah saying, I'm not a witch or whatever, Sarah just admits to being a witch to save Hannah. Um, and she tells... uh Solomon that the truth will be his curse or whatnot. And poof, uh Dina's That's, back. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. It goes to a second half of the movie, which is nineteen ninety four part two, but I think we should stop here and just talk think about and talk about what, you know, we thought of the sixteen sixty six. There we go. Did it. Because it's in a way, I mean it's one it's a one movie, but at the same time it's almost like uh a half a movie and then a continuation of the first the movie. First movie right. So yeah. <laughs> me and Derek are not very much fans of period pieces, and this was very confusing. Um, it was cool to, to see all the actors playing their older per- people who they were uh, related to, whatever, but at the same time, it will fuck you up, and you'll get very confused. I don't think most of them need to be there for the most part. A lot of the side characters that she saw, like, oh, like you you had a theory that it's it's not actually them. It's it's um how Dina sees it, how, how right, you can't exactly, pick up yeah. people in your brain. So you just, she got the flashback of being Sarah Fear and just projected all the people she known as those people in the town. Right. Okay, whatever reason it was, it still gets highly annoying at some points. Uh, but Derek at, did call it with the, the phrase that R.L. Stein, he's so cheesy with what he does, <laughs> with the good, the good means, it equals bad, good means bad, like whatever. Good yeah, they spray painted good as evil on the, uh, in the mall, but that's later on. <laughs> good as evil. <laughs> uh, that, we're not too much, uh, we're not crazy about that part of the movie, but it picks up again when we get into 1994 part two, which we will talk about now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, comes back to Dina, uh, holding, uh, Sarah Fierce's hand and she is like, it's good. And um, then Nick Good actually pulls up to the forest and, uh, you know, he has his, he sees them. And when he sees them, he immediately draws his gun and they take off running. Uh, yeah. So then they go back to, um, damn, what's her name? Uh, Ziggy's house. Thank God I don't have to call her Steve Berman anymore. Yep. Um, they go back to Ziggy's house. Um they explain everything, everything that happened to Ziggy, and Ziggy was like, "Oh fuck, I just called them for help." So um, they leave. Uh, they get Sam, put Sam in the trunk. Uh, she ends up knocking out Sam. That was pretty funny. <laughs> okay, this one I didn't get. How come all the other killers, undead killers, they don't make any noises other than Ruby? 
um, she sings, but Sam is just constantly grunting and growling. It's so fucking annoying. It's I don't so know. Kind of, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, she was, she seemed like a, like a demon and Ruby seemed like a, I guess like a seductress, whatever we called it, siren or whatever. And the other ones straight up don't have lines. And it's very sad that those other ones don't like get a shine. Like everyone keeps commenting about that little baby killer guy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so anyways, they, um, can't remember. Like, I feel like they go to the police station, right? But yeah. for why? Uh, Wait, no, they don't. They don't. They no, don't. They the don't, they, don't know. they, they, um, what's her name? Um, before they even go to, um, Ziggy's house, they got to Ziggy's house by stealing Nick Good's car. That's how they got the police car. I couldn't remember how they got the police car. Um, so yeah. They trying to figure out what to do. Um, what's his name? Josh. He was like, I got an idea, uh, for help. And he goes to who we forgot to mention at the end of the last review. He goes to the guy, um, who was arrested in the first movie for, uh, spray painting, which I thought was a really good callback mm-hmm. because Nick Good arrested him for, um, spray painting and, um, the dude, he was like, those aren't even mine. And Nick, uh, Nick Good, who was like, yeah, I planted them on you. And the way he delivered that line, it made me, when I first saw that movie, I was like, did he really plant it on him? Cause he didn't say it in a sarcastic way. He, it was like a, made, it was a harsh sarcastic. Right. Cause the know? way he said it, it made, I don't know. It threw me off. It was I was like, it, I was like, is he, is this bad acting or was he, did he really plant the, uh, Spray cans, and I forgot to mention that first review. Yeah, but yeah. Um, so they recruit Martin, the mole gender, who is the comic relief. Right, because um, Martin was like, what are we doing? And Josh was like, we're about to go kill Nick Good. And uh, Martin was like, oh, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I don't think he thought they were serious. Yeah. Um, but they needed him to get into the mall because they're setting up this big old Home Alone trap in the mall. Ooh, that'll be good—a Home Alone movie in the mall. Oh yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyways, oh uh, yeah. Uh, so, um, all the killers—they're uh, they're trying to get to Nick, to, to Nick Good to walk into the mall to trap him to kill him to end the curse. But all the killers are heading to the mall as well, and they realize that the um, the gates or whatever of the mall. Uh, they're like some sort of advanced security thing or something. The way that the Martin was explaining it, like it was like they can't get through. They, like right. if you, so they let him in by taking some of um Dina's blood and putting it everywhere. So they follow the blood and then eventually they pull a rope or whatever and they trap the four monsters or into uh, the the mall stores. In the meantime, as they try to lure in uh, Nick, right. Um... But as they trapped everybody, they realized that they don't have Ruby. Um, I thought like that was going to play into something else. I thought maybe Ruby was going to like let all the monsters out or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even know how they got out. I can't remember, but they do. Oh, it's almost <laughs> like I think they let them free and they all attacked each other because they were all covered in each other's blood. They took right, super right, soakers. Right. And they took Dina's blood and uh, spread it on the other monsters. So they all just started attacking each other. But the thing is, though, they regenerate. Right. Um, also, I forgot to mention. So, yeah, they're after Dina because Dina realized that um, the way the curse works is that um, Solomon Good made a deal with the devil 
that if he sacrificed one person in a town, which he sacrificed people from um, shady side, um, then he's able to get whatever he wants. So like power or whatever. Um, and what Sarah Fear did is um, she's like trying to let people know what's going on as far as like about how they're evil and made the plan with the devil or whatever. So every time somebody gets near her bones or whatever, they have a vision of what's happening or they have like small visions of Seraphir dying, getting killed by Solomon Good. And since people are finding out the devil's trying to protect um, the Good family by sending out the past killers, the undead killers to go kill people who've seen her bones or whatever. So, yeah. So since Dina knows everything that's happening, all those killers are after Dina. And that's why they are spraying Dina's blood everywhere. But yes. Um, yeah. Um, but before our day, y'all kill, uh, I mean, it's not really important. A cop comes and, uh, they kill the cop in front of fucking. There's two uh, cops, right? I believe so, but I don't remember the, what happens to the second cop. So the second cop tries to stop the first. Uh, one from killing the the second cop tries to stop the 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 monster from killing his partner and then he also fails. Okay, but yeah, um, yeah, those cops died in front of uh, what was his name, Martin, and that's when Martin started realizing, oh shit, things are fucking real. But anyways, um, they fucking go out, whatever, blah blah blah. Ah, uh, oh man, um. I forget, like, what was going on between, like, for some reason, Martin and Ziggy were off doing something else, and Dina is running away from Nick in the tunnels, and, um, whatchamacallit, what's the name? Uh, Josh is fucking fighting, uh, Ruby. So I don't know where the fuck Martin and Ziggy are at, at this point. Um, but fucking uh, Josh was getting fucked up. I thought my prediction of him dying was going to be real because mm-hmm. Ruby, Ruby he, and he was, it, I felt so bad because he's just screaming for help. Like he, he was not taking those cups, those, those cuts like a champ. He was just screaming. Uh, it was kind of sad. Also, I like that he um, also explained the Konami code. Um, just for what I thought it was for extra lives. But anyways, um, yeah, uh, what's her name? Dina's running away from, uh, what should we call it? Uh, Nick, just like how Sam ran away from Solomon. Um, somehow Sam gets down there. Um, but, uh, what should we call it? She breaks Dina loose. Her out. Yeah, and she yeah. jumps into the, the hole where, uh, Dina is because she's trying to follow Nick, and Nick now is in that tunnel from, we keep right. seeing. Also, I'll talk about it later. Anyways, <laughs> Dina knocks her out with a big ass fucking rock. Anyways, um, so Nick is chasing her, uh, uh, Dina, and they're wrestling right next to the big ass beating heart that's underneath the ground that she saw in 1978. Um, Nick, I'm not Nick, um, Dina grabs Nick's hand and puts it on the heart. And then that's when Nick starts seeing everything about like Sarah being killed. Like he's seeing everything which is ironic because um what you would call it uh sarah was all like you're the truth is going to be your curse so 
he's seeing the truth and him plus he's seeing the truth. That's when Dina took her opportunity and killed Nick. Uh, I believe she took Sarah's knife and stabbed him in the goddamn eye. Um, as soon as he died, all the fucking monsters disappeared. So while Ruby was slashing away at, uh, fucking, uh, Josh, she disappears and Josh fucking lives. And Sam is no longer possessed, which I was like, okay, but you know, shouldn't she be dead? Cause she, she got fucked up a lot. Yeah. Her whole possessed thing. Like, fucking Ziggy knocked her out in the bathroom. Dina just knocked her out. I don't know. Whatever. She's alive, even though Kate and her friends did. So, whatever. Um, Yeah, so somehow uh, they end up in, I believe that was Nick Good's house inside of uh, Sunnyvale. Uh, Sam and Dina end up in there. And uh, as soon as they go outside, they see a garbage truck crash into somebody's car, which signifies the curse is lifted because um, the way the curse worked, uh, Nick, since Nick Good was the sheriff of that town, he wanted everything to be perfect. So no accidents or nothing bad ever happened there. But since that car accident happened, it proves that the curse is finally lifted. Um yeah, uh, they start, Sam and Dina start making out and stuff and blah, blah, blah. Uh, they cut to the news. Uh, his brother, Will Good, was like, I didn't know my brother was evil. Um, cussing him at school, we finally meet the girl Josh has been talking to. I want to say it was like Queen Underground or some shit. I can't remember. Queen Darkness, Queen something like that. Yeah. It's it like some horror looking name. Yeah. So, and that happened. And then uh, it cuts to the end and you see the crime scene underground. And they left the book down there. And somebody grabs the book and then the movie cuts off. And that's the end of the movie. Well, they're smart to do the grabbing the book thing because this went over very well for audiences and the director says she wants to do more. It's all on Netflix. They want to renew it. If they don't renew it, that'd be really weird. Uh, so it could either be a continuation of this. It could be a series. It could be more Fear Street books. But everyone wants... The thing is, though, Dina and Sam have stands now. I don't know if you've noticed. No. So because I keep uh, searching uh, Fear Street and retweeting things on our Twitter, now we get suggestions for it. So our timeline's flooded with it. So I see all the tweets. And now it's like they have, like, Imagine, like, One Direction fans, but for Fear Street. It's weird because it went over very well with the the queer storyline of them, and it, it, it didn't go over tasteless or whatever. So everyone's like, yeah, this, this fucking rocks. I want to see more of them, too. So if they do do it again, there's no way in hell they're going to do something that's like a different Fear Street book without those two. They're just too damn popular. Yeah. And I wish that they gave um, the little guy, like, kept talking about the little murderer a name, because everyone else is a name. There's a Nightwing killer, which is um, uh, Sackhead, Skull Mask, the Milkman, and the Shame Killer. But they don't give the little guy, you know? And Ruby. The Killer? The Shame Killer. It's like that, you know that long mask that, like, uh, I don't oh, know what it was. It looks like a game game. Yeah. yeah. So they didn't give uh, the little guy uh, a name. That sucks. That was my favorite one. His new his name is Little Guy now. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that was Fear Street Part Three. It's whew. uh, 
like, I wish this would, I keep saying this, I wish this would have went to theaters because it would have been a real cool experience every month sitting down with my friends and watching the continuation of this. I'm glad we got it for free. That's cool. They did it three weeks in a row, so it was exciting each week following along. But me as an R.L. Stein fan, as much as this is going over well and it's turning mainstream and trending, it could have been even bigger financially if it went to theaters. So I'm a little bit sour about that because... I did not expect anyone but me to care about this. No one was talking about it beforehand. No one knew what the hell Fear Street was. I thought I was just going to be me just forcing you to review three parts of this, which is going to be like pulling teeth. But no, <laughs> it was really good. It was really good. If, if I had to say, out of all the movies I've seen this year, which, you know, it's, it's coming about like 10 or something, and I love Willy's Wonderland, all three parts ahead of Willy's for me. Ahead of uh, Escape Room 2? I... No comment. <laughs> That's the next one. <laughs> so I, I'm a huge fan of this. I wish there was some merchandise floating around. I'd like to have some little action figures of the killers and the cast or whatever. I don't think I'm still over when they killed, uh, what's her name from the first movie? Uh, bread sliced head. Okay. Yeah. That was just, that was the most devastating part of the series for me. Because you think it's like one of those lighthearted endings where like everybody's going to survive. Because like it was no signs of them going to die at all, yep. and it just fucking happens. <laughs> I'm not I'm not used to great scripts and great execution with horror movies. So th- the person who did this was very good. They had such a balance of so many things of comedy, of gore, of sympathy, of likable characters, hateable characters. It's like it's not. I'm not used to feeling these sensations all over. Usually there's some sort of thing I could pull like, well, I didn't like this. I guess if I had to say something, it's the 1666 part, but it's not that bad. It's just confusing. If it was just maybe Dina as Sarah, I think it would have been better instead of just taking all of them as actors and then recasting them as the other town's members. It just, I just, uh, it's cool because you got to see them again, but it's also overwhelming. So 1666 isn't like bad by any means. People say it's, it's their favorite part now, but they're doing that probably because it has part two of 1994. This is what four, two. Yeah, four. Yeah, I don't know. I, how how did you feel about this as a, a whole? Like, and not just says 1666 because we'll give that a rating at the end, I guess. Because you know, but if you had to sum up all three parts, did you like it? Yes. I did. I thought, I don't know, I liked it. Uh, I mean, I don't have anything different to say about it all than what I haven't said in the other parts. Uh, He's consistent. That's good, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We we were both fearing this would drag it down, but we feel like the second half. Yeah, we almost drag it down. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, mean, the ending was predictable, but, like, maybe it was just predictable for me because I'm, my brain just works weird. Horror movies also just are predictable. I'm not going to be mad at that. Like, as yeah, long as I felt, I felt. There's only so many different ways you can tell the story. It's gonna exactly. Happen. So I'm not mad about that by any means. I, I, I guess am going to give it a spooky. Uh, uh, I don't know if I rate it the top like everybody else. I feel like people are rating at the top of the three now because of the second part of, uh, 1994. Uh, I I don't know if I rank that to, uh, number one. Yeah. Well, so let's just before we get to that, what do you consider the spookier dookie just as a separate part? 
You thought this movie as a whole? Yeah, just, just just this one because this is what we have to rate. I will give this movie a dookie. Mm. I mean, if I sat down and watched this movie in theaters a month after seeing the second one, I would have been so fucking bored out my fucking mind. Judging this movie based off by itself, this movie is not great. It's fucking boring. Um, it takes, this movie's two hours long and it takes an hour to get back into something being interesting when it comes back to 1994. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this now, down, the downfall of this was it being maybe, I feel like the downfall is this being three movies. I would think it would have been better off as a series and then the whole 1666 part would have been just one episode. Um, I hate the fact that they reuse these actors. I feel like they probably did it because of budget. Um, it really took me out of the movie because you normally, if I watch a movie and there's an actor that's famous for something else, like Cabin Fever and we had Ryder Strong in there. Yeah. I kept thinking of him as Sean. So now I'm watching these three movies and you got me attached to these characters. And these faces that's attached to these characters. And now you want me to suspend my belief and see Dina as Sarah Fear. I just, I have a hard time getting attached to the character of Sarah Fear if it's just being played by the actor who played Dina. It's confusing for my brain. It's not appealing. I want to. I want to see Sarah Fear as her own person. I was going to say, um, if they just kept, like, they, they, they alluded that Dina is now in Sarah Fear's body and it's just Sarah Fear's physical form, what's the, why? Like, that would have been better. Right. The ending, sure, it made up for, like, the rest of the movie, but only because it tied up the rest of the story for the first two movies. But the ending itself wasn't that great. Um, Martin felt like a useless character. Um, I mean, I guess he was there to cut the tension, but I, I just didn't care. I feel like Ziggy probably should have died or something. There, it just, I don't know. It just felt like there was no yeah for threat. If they were gonna kill everybody in the first movie, why couldn't they kill someone in the third movie? You know, yeah, why couldn't right. Ziggy? Or Josh, like you thought, die. Usually I don't want people like that to die, which I like, but, uh, I mean, okay, I guess you could say that Nick dies. But that's the bad, the bad yeah. guy. Of course the bad guy is going to die. Yeah. Uh, the fact that, like, none of the main characters died at the, in the third part it just makes me feel like there was no, uh, threat towards the end, but. Well, what they should have done is kill, they should have killed uh, Simon, is that his name, in the first one, and then killed um, Kate in the last one with, yeah. the, with the bread slicer thing. Then it's like, oh, whoa, it left me on that. I'm so upset. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just, whatever. Also, I don't like the idea that this man sold his soul to the devil to become a sheriff of a small town. That's so fucking stupid. Yeah, why, don't, why don't you be the president? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because he feels like uh, he has power uh, as a as a cop, I guess, to be the head of it. Like he could just dictate whatever he wants, do whatever he wants. He's the authority. Mm-hmm. 
but I guess you could be the authority too in other regions of the town. I don't know. That's it's listen, I'm not saying RL Stein is freaking, you know, writing the bard. I know how he writes. He writes very it's just to the point. Like he yeah. doesn't he doesn't try to make it all uh, fancy or or that interesting. It's just like very formulaic. So I'm not really surprised that's how it went and that's how it is. Yeah. Um also I don't know. That's enough critiques, I guess, I got out the movie. Uh, who do you think grabbed the book at the end? I don't know. I think it might be a character we haven't seen before. Because why would any of the remaining characters grab the book to then bring it back? Some people think it's Will Good. Well, that would um, make sense. That's that what I thought, to too, when I first thought. But then, now that I think about it and, like, I just reviewed the whole movie... I don't think it was him because, I mean, he could be lying, but like in a news article, he's like, I didn't know my brother was evil. Nah, I think he did. I don't know. I feel like Nick could just use his powers just to make his brother mayor, but his brother didn't know what was going on, maybe. Well, uh, if you go back to uh, 1978, Will was kind of a dick. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I, I just want them to, um, you know, switch it up. Cause Will is just the obvious answer. And I just want something different. I want maybe like Mary to get Ruby to come back or, um, Mary Lane or maybe, uh, fucking, uh, what's her name? Whatever. The girl Josh was talking to on, yeah. Ooh. Maybe her cause she was really into, uh, the dark Fuck arts in. and whatever. Yeah. And, I mean, they introduced her at the end, so maybe that could, I don't know. I don't know. Is that just a tie-up thing, or do you think it's flirting with that she could be sussed in the next movie? I took it as tying up. I don't know. I If I, I had to like, go on a, a, like, put money on it, I'm going to put Will Good as the, the guy. I don't know. I just feel like it's sus because they introduced her, and then they cut to... Somebody grabbing the book, and I feel like Will Good is just too predictable and too easy. Well, the rating for this has been pretty good, so it could be misdirection. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's right. good that uh, that there is a setup, though, because uh, I didn't know like where they could go from this. Because I knew that I wanted to see more of this. I didn't expect the world to see more of this, and I was like, oh, they could just do other books. But I guess they can continue this storyline. Uh, I don't know how annoying and how uh, much of a drag that's going to be then. Like, are you going to do three more parts? That's overwhelming. I feel like worst case scenario, they're going to make another series of movies based off another book, but use the same actors like American Horror Story style. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. (laughs) But I guess they have to keep Sam and Dina together to make everybody happy. Yeah, and that's going to be annoying. Exactly. I I don't know. We don't know what they're thinking. It just gives. I know it's not the same person directing or writing the Goosebumps uh show, but it gives me more hope that if this could exist in the world, that Goosebumps can also not go R, but go more towards actual fear. Like it's just like Goosebumps. I the movie was just like what the fuck. This is not that Goosebumps should have been R the mo- the movie. No. This this was meant for teens and it, it was perfect. Um, what? Uh, I saw that tweet where it was like 
uh, what Goosebumps episode would you like to see rated R or Goosebumps book? Yeah, what's for you? Um, say cheese or die. Mm-hmm. I did uh, the Scarecrow walks at midnight. Oh, okay, yeah, that'd be good. Because <laughs> that, that was like a creepy episode. They're just banging on the windows in the dark. I, I don't know. It always freaked me out. And then everyone's mad at that guy for tweeting. I was like, you can't have, like, this is for children. Like, this is the only thing we have to have people introducing them to horror. And everyone's like, this is just a fun game. Like, guy, calm right. down. <laughs> like, yeah, I would love to see a, a, a more scary version of Goosebumps. I don't need it to be like Fear Street, but I need to have a little more that, like, the Goosebumps movie is just, not scary. There's no tension. It's goofy. Not you even just funny. Hate Jack Black. No, I, I. It made me respect Jack Black, but it's not. He's not the reason why those movies are bad. Slappy is supposed to be threatening and scary and like really evil. He didn't seem that evil and that scary. And all the monsters really didn't do too much. A, a, a chasing every once in a while. No one's popping out. No one's doing anything interesting. I, I hate that they did that to that. But it, I want the new series to have just a little bit, maybe go towards like, are you afraid of the dark, but turned up like two more percent. That's what I want. It's still being the ch- children's era. Cause that's what we need. It's a children's property. Fear street. Wasn't fear street was for older kids. So it went towards older kids and the people who grew up on fear street. That's why it was R goosebumps. As much as the old timers would like the R because well, that's how old we are now. Goosebumps actually had a resurgence with the movie. So kids are back into it. So kids want to see this. So they can't turn all the way up because parents are not going to let them see that. That's facts. You know? Oh. Famous words of uh, Michael Jordan, fuck them kids. Um, but, yeah. Michael Jordan, this is this is not a horror movie. <laughs> oh, but my God. Fuck that too? movie, dude. Yeah, so bad, man. It <laughs> I'm seems so like- sick of people who's like, oh, that movie's not for uh, you, you're grown ass. They're for children. That movie's for children. That's not a fucking argument. Mm-hmm. That movie's fucking ass. There's so many movies that's meant for kids that's good in general. That's just a good fucking movie. This movie's yeah. just the fucking shit show. LeBron James is a shit actor. The difference between the first Space Jam and the second Space Jam, the first Space Jam was a Looney Tunes movie with Michael Jordan. This movie was a fucking LeBron. You're saying exactly what Steven said. Just keep going. This is a fucking LeBron James movie with a splash of Looney Tunes, and LeBron can't fucking act. And that's why they had that movie have most of the movie was fucking animated and not having fucking Michael, I'm not Michael, (laughs) fucking uh, LeBron James in it because this motherfucker cannot act. It was so fucking bad. Don Cheeto carried that fucking movie. And then the sad part about this movie is when I look up the cast of this movie when I was watching it, the, they had LeBron James cast and then Zadea and then like all the other people weren't in it. It was just other basketball players um, in the cast on Google. They didn't have like none of the actors or the voice actors. So that tells you what they're going with with this movie. They had no fucking faith and the uh, fucking Looney Tunes for that fucking movie. It was a fucking waste of time. It was two fucking hours long. I feel like they should have had uh, a fight. <laughs> Space Jam review. I feel like. No, they- I don't care. Like I, we're not uh, uh, like a, a children's uh, review thing. But I want to talk about this because it's also interesting. Everyone's been watching it. Like, okay, I guess we're done with Fear Street for now. But we're gonna go on a tangent about Space Jam because I'm mad. I feel like they should have had a backstory with. Um, Bugs Bunny being upset that the Looney Tunes are washed up and LeBron will help him understand that 
um, the world moved on, but it's okay to move on with the world because all his friends moved on. And I wish they would have had like more time of him like getting the Looney Tunes back together. It was just a really quick montage of him getting Looney Tunes back together. LeBron James is a fucking asshole to uh, Bugs Bunny the entire fucking movie. And then at the end of the movie, Bugs Bunny wants to be best friends with uh, LeBron and be at the house. It's like, what the fuck? Like, you're right about it being a LeBron James movie instead of a Looney Tunes movie. Looney Tunes carried the first movie. It was, and it hid Michael Jordan's kind of bad acting. Because he wasn't like anything special, but it was so much Looney Tunes that it's like, oh, this is cool. It's like he just in an episode. This is literally LeBron James, like a commercial, and LeBron James just like, I'm the king, I'm the king, I'm the king. Like, we're, shut up. It's like an ego boost. I waited fucking 25 years or whatever it was for LeBron James to just like absolutely dismantle this franchise. It's so sad. You're right. Don Cheadle did carry it. I'm glad he was in it because he's very interesting. Um, And all the Looney Tunes had like no lines. If you think about how many lines like Lola or Bugs has, it's like nothing. This is not a Looney Tunes movie. They didn't even use Daffy. That's crazy. They made him a coach. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I was watching this in a group of people and we were just talking the whole time because usually I get mad at that, but it's like, I, you have to make fun of this. I to. fucking hate Gabriel Iglesias. I'm sorry. I, I don't like him. Lines. I don't think he's funny. Huh? He just has two lines, though. I don't care. He should not be Speedy Gonzalez because he's Mexican. And I don't think Zendaya did that bad as Lola. Like, no, I, she I did well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I think people just wanted her not to be in it. <laughs> like, <laughs> because they just want the original voice actors always. And um, I guess people are also mad that it's not uh, Sexy Bunny anymore. Uh, whatever. I mean, this is not, again, this is not a channel or, or a podcast for, uh, movies like this, but every once in a while, we're going to throw a fucking movie in this that needs to be dunked on, pun intended, because that was, it's a, there's a reason why that's on HBO Max. And how are you going to make the argument that the movie's not for our generation when that movie is a sequel to a movie that came out in 25 fucking years ago? Yeah. No kid knows what fucking Space Jam is. And you act like the Looney Tunes are really bumping right now where the kids are dying to see a Looney Tunes movie. This, the, you know? this brand new Looney Tunes show, I never watched it that's going on right now. Yeah. But I see clips of it. The jokes are fucking for people our age. Yeah. There's, <laughs> I didn't find any of the humor in this funny. I The one thing I did like, though, they're like, I found uh, Michael Jordan, and it's like the chosen one, the holy one. They're all so excited. And as I called it to the room, I said, it's going to be Michael B. Jordan. And it was. I like that part. That's the only part of the movie I liked. I think I would have liked it if it wasn't spoiled for me. I saw it on TikTok. Oh, that's and I sucks. saw it on TikTok before it even came out on HBO Max. Wow, that's oh, that yeah. sucks. Annoying. <laughs> well, I guess we're done granting on that. Uh, this was a Fear Street review. Uh, I think we're done talking about Fear Street. We hope that there's going to be more. Uh, I haven't been the biggest Netflix supporter over the past couple of years. As much they keep trying to fund horror movies and they all go over like fucking stale farts. So I had no faith in them, but this gives me faith that we might have something like on streaming service because all the streaming services like Hulu and Netflix, have they really put out something that's really worthwhile? It's stuck in the horror culture yet. Not really. Not uh, even shutter. Who's meant for horror. I don't really can't think of something that's like blew the hell up. It's like, it's I mean, I hate good. to say it cause I hate this movie, but uh bird box. Yeah, but everyone already stopped talking about it. It was a phenomenon, but it, it's over. Yeah, everybody's going to stop talking about this, too. I mean... Well, actually, not because they might continue it. 
But also you could look back at this and be like, wow, that was quality. As much as I, I did like Bird Box, uh, if I think about it more and more and more, I'm kind of over it the way I am with The Quiet Place. It was kind of a fad. Right. I don't know if this movie is a fad. Yeah. So hopefully that we get more sequels to this. And uh, yeah, this has been the Spooky Dookie Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Derek. Stay spooky. Stay dookie.